hello everyone, it's uh, Pastor Andrew here, and this week's going to be the last week uh, episode of the year. And uh, I'm going to take a small break in January uh, before I get back into it. And I uh, just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and hope you have uh, a, a good rest festive season. Obviously, importantly, I uh, hope you get some rest and some downtime, enjoy time with yourself, your family and your friends, and just use this time to recuperate for those who have time off. Unfortunately for pastors, this is usually the busiest time of the year, um, but that's all good. We we take rest in, in January. So in this particular episode, and it's really important, and I think, I don't know, there's actually not too much about this in terms of uh, spiritual disciplines, but it's something that I've been really meditating on because um, right now in our Young Families Fellowships, uh, one of our small groups, which I'm a part of, we're going through uh, the Bible in one year via this plan. And in this particular plan... Uh, we've just gone through Exodus, De- Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and all this type of stuff. And there's one really reoccurring theme that this boundary that God sets for his Israelites and his people, and that's to obey the Sabbath. And it's if you just keep reading through the first five um, books of the Bible, you'll see this pattern repeated so many times. You're not working the Sabbath, honor thy Sabbath. Uh, you know, God rests on the seventh day to, you know, the Sabbath is holy. And he creates this boundary for his people because it seems like the the issues that the Israelites had and what we have today is the same. We can't rest. We can't sit still. We just can't sit there and worship God and be with God and, and do fellowship with family. Like it's, it just seems like a constant thing. And I actually believe it should be a spiritual discipline in our life. And hence, this is why um, I'm recording this episode. Because without boundaries... What you'll find is that you are just being pulled by everyone's expectations, the world's expectations, your boss' expectations, your own desires too. And if you don't reassess them, you will just be dragged. And typically what I see in people as well as in particular leaders um, is these symptoms. Busyness, overwhelmed, frustrated, constantly stressed, never really recuperating well, people-pleasing, striving, you know, you know, always doing things, doing things. And it's so easy to do that these days. We're not short of causes. We're not short of ministry opportunities. We're not short of any of these things. And I really believe that having solid boundaries in terms of spiritual boundaries in particular and getting our priorities right will help us um, honor God more, honor the Sabbath and, and make us um, better family people, make us better Christians, make us better leaders, all that kind of stuff. There's nothing more important these days than having the right boundaries and the right priorities. So where do boundaries start? That is the question, isn't it? And I think um, the answer to that question is where is our priorities? The Bible isn't explicitly clear these are your boundaries, but I do think they provide us principles and teaching of how we can, you know, discover these things and I think it is very clear the the two greatest commandments well the first great commandment and I'm reading from Matthew 22 37 is to love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind it is to love God we are as we know as Christians we enter this relationship with God when we decide to submit our life to him and if you say you love someone like really love someone You'd want to spend time with them. You make them a priority. They're your first point of call. You know, if I say I love my wife, but I never talk to her, take her out on dates, submit to her, obey her, love her, how can I possibly say that I love her? I simply cannot. 
If she calls, do I pick up or do I just, you know, put her the voicemail as if she's no one to me? Um, when she needs me, am I there? You know, like, like, do I enjoy spending time with her? Do I communicate her through? Now, this is what it's like to be in relationship and to be in a marriage with someone. You simply cannot say you love someone if you, unless you're loyal to them, unless you care for them, you spend time with them, you do things for them. Our relationship with God is the same way. He is our Father, our Creator, our King, and our Lord. And the greatest commandment that Jesus says in the Bible is to love Him with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Therefore, everything flows for there. Our, our priorities flow from God. And so I've set out these four priorities, which I think um, are biblical. Um, two and three are kind of interchangeable at times. Um, and, you know, I think actually number two might be uh, a bit controversial for, for people, but I want to make my thesis in this particular episode. So here it is, the, the Bible's priorities. And I'll go through biblically what I think is right. First and foremost, our number one priority is always God. Giving Him our attention, our worship, our affection. Secondly, and interchangeably with uh, the third, is time for self. Our priority has to be self-care. You can't love others, you can't love your friends and family well if you're not caring for yourself as well. Thirdly, I believe it's time for family and friends. And lastly, it's work and ministry and other things. So God... Self, family, work, and ministry. Those must be our priorities. And once we get our priorities straight, we can now assess as we make decisions on going through the day, which should I take this shift? Should I volunteer here? Should I catch up with this person? Whatever it may be. If these are our priorities, we can now make decisions on how to live our life and schedule things. And so let's talk about the first one, time with God. We live in a culture of business, stress, a million things to do. Kids' parties, blah, 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 work functions, business development, career development, studies, all that kind of stuff. And this is what Jesus does in Luke 5, 16. The news about Jesus spread all the more. The great crowds came to hear him and, and to be healed of their sickness. Yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Look at this. So none of us, most of us here can't really relate to being a public figure, although some of you might be, right, in terms of the 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 the, the infamousness, the uh, the fame that came with knowing Jesus. He was doing all these miracles, turning water into water, all this kind of stuff, and he was busy. He had people begging for his time, wanting his attention. Disciples, the crowd, the needs of the poor and, and the lame and the blind. The Pharisees wanted his attention. The Sadducees wanted his. He was being spread thin. And you could probably relate to some degree. Let it be kids ourselves. Let it be our friends and family. Let it be ministry needs. All that type of stuff, right? But yet in 5.16, Luke 5.16, he says, Yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness and pray, to pray. Jesus models to us the priority that we are to set. We aren't to be taken and say yes to everything. But we are to prioritize God in prayer and devotion. I know this sounds simple, but yet if we do an order of our lives, our time that we allocate to things, is the time for God. What usually happens that I see is that God is not a priority. And so work, family, friends, social engagements, birthday parties, all kind of stuff are a priority. And God gets our spare time. Whatever time we have left over in a day goes to God. I just believe that it's the reverse. 
God gets our attention for a certain amount of time during the day. Let it be a devotional in the morning, a devotional during lunch, whatever it may be. That is our priority. And from that stems everything else. This may sound controversial and people will be like, oh, pastor, you're being too holy, whatever. But I tell you, if you love someone, you will spend time with them. If you love someone, they are your first priority. And that's the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment. So our lives need to revolve around our time with Jesus. That's how I see it. I know I can be extreme. And I remember I give an example. At my engagement party uh, with SOP, um, I was asked by my mom to get some bread in the morning. But I had allocated that time for God to pray, to read his word, and lift up that in day to God. And so my wife told me off and a few others had told me off that I should have just gone and get bread for, for my mom so she could help set up the the, uh, the festivities that day for the engagement party and the Chinese tea ceremony, I should say. And I just really believed it was important for me to lift that day up in prayer and spend time with him so that – and I guarded that time. I made sure that I would do that despite demands of my life because I think this is important. He is my first priority. And – where you spend your time and what you say yes to dictates what your priorities are. Trust me. I say it all the time. Work, whatever it may be. And if it's not, if if, if a schedule is not revolving around your time with God, then other things will float up. So how do you make God a rep- priority? Here's what I think we need to do. We need to reassess where our true heart lies. Is it with him, work, family? Ask God to help you. Hey, God, I realize my priority is family or my priority is seeking financial freedom. And then going for a process of understanding why that is the case. Let it be idolatry. Let it be some kind of, you know, repentance or adjustments that needs to make. Make time for Jesus and make him your priority and guard that time. Like you would a date night with your wife or whatever it may be or your partner or, 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 or guarding work time. You want to guard your relationship with God. People are so happy to say, yep, works from nine to five. No one can touch that time. What about your time with God? You know, like is eight to nine the time that you're going to guard to say, hey, that's my relationship with God time. No one else matters except me and him. This is what I really believe that that leaders need to get right. Boundaries, setting boundaries. Because without them, you'll be teared in many different directions. So our first priority is God. Secondly, and I I say this with, with... that it, it can go third, it, you know, I, I don't think it's super rigid when it comes to two and three. And it's controversial because I don't think many people talk about it, but I believe you have to prioritize your self-care and yourself. The second greatest commandment is this, love, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than these. So love God with all your heart, all your mind, your soul. And the second one is love your, lo- you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So you need to love yourself as well as love your neighbor. And that's not with a selfish type of love. That's with, you know, understanding that we're made in God's image and we need to care for his temple, needs to care for ourselves. And so we need to take time for ourselves to self-care. And this oscillates between three and two for family obligations. You know, obviously, if you have kids, all that kind of stuff, it oscillates. So I don't think it's definitely two and three. But I know for a fact leaders tend to minus the self-care and tend to go into work, ministry, and, and all these social engagements, family stuff, right? So that's why I've put it second, because I know for leaders, this is always something that's missing, right? We, 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 we tend to just be overcommitted to so many things. So how does one 
Self-care. I really believe, obviously, the first thing of self-care is self-care for your soul. You want time with Jesus to recoup your soul. But there are other things too. What recharges you? Are you introvert? Are you an extrovert? If you're doing tasks, for instance, taking care of children or cooking that don't energize, or maybe it does, do you take time out after that so you can recharge from an energy-sapping task, like administration for some people, like preaching for some people, right? You need to understand yourself and understand what recharges you um, let it be walking, exercise, shopping, gaming, reading, cooking. For me, it's definitely gaming. For, def- for me, it's definitely spending time with God. For me, it's definitely being with people because I'm an extrovert. I I want to self-care, and that's a priority for me, especially with, with working out. I, t- I try to work out as much as I can. Uh, it's been a bit harder with kids lately, but I'm trying to get back into it more. So we've got to take care of our body, our mind, our soul, our energy levels too. And of course, our diet. Um, you know, not too much junk food, not too much, uh, you know, chocolate, all kind of stuff. We try to keep the body of the temple good. And if your relationship with God and your soul is good and you're taking care of your energy levels as well as your health, you're in a good place. And there's rhythms to this. So, for instance, holidays. How do you rest during holidays? Do you Are you someone that likes to do quick getaways for the weekend, something spontaneous, and that gives you a lot of good rest? For instance, go to Mount Buller, to Rye, to, to Fiji for a couple of days and come back, you know, or, 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 or Bali. Um, short trips. For me, they seem to be more tiring. I like to take, you know, four to six weeks off during the year um, and that and that could just help me unwind, disconnect from social media, work, all that kind of stuff. It really helps me recoup. I like to go on holidays where I'm relaxing, do a few things in a day, go at night, have a good meal, spend time with family and friends. That's how I relax, right? And that's how I rest. So you'll usually find me taking, you know, chunks, big chunks off, like four to six weeks off. And that helps me. I might take, you know, a few days off here and there during the year, but big chunks work for me. So you've got to understand how you care for yourself on a daily and weekly basis, whether it be you're honoring the Sabbath on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever it is, and you're doing nothing, not too many things, not too many chores, or you do a, a seasonal resting where you do getaways, small getaways or prolonged holidays, all kind of stuff. You need to care for yourself because you cannot keep doing ministry, cannot keep being good father, can't, can't keep being good son or parent or, or, or spouse if you are constantly drained and constantly tired. If you're saying yes to things like that, you will find yourself burning out. So thirdly and fourthly, you've got to have time for family as and then time for ministry. So this is 1 Timothy 3, I believe, 1 to, to 5. Here's a trustworthy saying. This is described the, the conditions, uh, the qualifications of an elder. Who, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now, the overseer is meant to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, ability, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. He must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? So we see here the priority is God. Um, self and family, right? You can't take care of this family well if you are burning out yourself, right? You have to take care of your health, your mental health, um, and all that type of stuff. And then we see family. So what I see is that in this generation, one of the key sins that we have is that work has become an idol. And what happens, and I, and I admit this too, work has been an idol and I continually have to adjust to this, right? 
So what happens? We're living in a generation of people who become fatherless or motherless because kids at home aren't emotionally supported. Parents are too busy doing things, chasing things. And we're raising a generation of children without fathers, people going through divorce and, and marriage issues and, 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 and people being in single parent families and, and divorcing two, three, four times, once, two, three, four times. And it breaks my heart because it is at home that I believe that um, shapes uh, uh that shapes children. And, you know, I, I came from a single parent home, so I understand what it's like to be a child of, of a single parent and, and how difficulties of that, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, and I'm still learning myself. I've, I've got a child who's one and, and, and funny enough, we, we're going to have a number two. Um, so not too many people know that, but now you guys do. Um, and we're going to announce this soon, I'm sure. Um, but, um, but yeah, so you have to guard your time, your family. And right now, I have a young family. So it is really important for me to create boundaries around work, around social engagement, so I can be there for my wife, I can be there for my son, Luca, and I can be there for myself and, and all those things, right? And all these boundaries around family um, and, and relationships are, are fluid. Every season changes. When I was single, I didn't have those many boundaries because I, you know, I had an immediate family, had friends that I cared about, all kind of stuff. But because I was single, I didn't have many boundaries. Now that I'm married and that I have kids, like these boundaries are tighter. And I'm sure once, you know, they get older and we become empty nesters, it'll change too. But for now, I give an example of what my boundaries are. I try not to spend too many nights out. I say to myself a maximum of two nights per week doing ministry stuff. And right now it's, you know, it's been a maximum of, of, of one really, which is good sometimes too, but that's rare. And it's been helpful for me to be able to do ministry on Zoom, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I have boundaries of of what I'm willing to accept, um, you know, ministry, night ministry stuff, other engagement ministry stuff, and even social stuff. I want to be there for my wife, my child, and I have boundaries to set so that, other things and other people don't get my time when it comes to my family. My family comes second or and sometimes third, depending, you know, swinging. So obviously, if you're single, this is different. Obviously, if you're empty nested, this is different. Um, you know, for, for Sop and I, we used to date, date nights every Tuesday night. That's obviously changed because of family, but I want to protect my time with my wife too. And so when we can, we do uh, morning lunch breakfast on Wednesday. Mind you, I stuffed up last week and I double booked. But anyway, you can't be too legalistic about these things. Um, we try to make time for each other. Um, and, and and sometimes we try to make time without Luca so that, you know, me and her can have a great chat, you know, do life and be a married couple. So last but not least, um, our, our, our priority after that is time for ministry and work. And, and, and I say this um, because... I think leaders in particular will want to do a lot of ministry, a lot of work. They're a lot of passionate about Jesus, passionate about how, what they do, right? Um, and so I believe it should be a fourth priority. Having said that, I know that if you're not in ministry, all kind of stuff, um, you don't prioritize ministry at all, right? You don't prioritize at all because um, you think other things are important, like entertainment, leisure, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not really talking about it. I really want to tackle what leaders have to deal with. Um, I really think that ministry and work has to be last because if you are taking care of yourself, you are spending time with Jesus, like he will give you the increase for your ministry, you know? And as you learn to manage yourself well, 
in terms of your family, your yourself, your your self care, and, and your relationship with God, you will be preaching, teaching, showing, leading through abundance of grace that you feel for God. You know, and and I've had to learn this. I believe uh, the hard way, you know, and I've really over the last 10 years have really changed heaps in terms of my balance. And so my balance now, it, I feel pretty balanced right now. And it's because I think I learned priorities upfront and straight what they're going to be. And I've put things in place. So how do we ensure all these priorities are right and we're making the right choices? I really believe that if you are overwhelmed, stress, you know, um, frustrated and you know you're, you're idolizing work or family you need to ask god to reveal this to you and, and help and help you reprioritize him yourself as and then other things and if there's something that you need to repent of or, or, or talk to a pastor or someone else please do because i believe these are the priorities that i want to set for myself I know for myself that my weakness is overwork. I love enjoying working and I and I enjoy grinding and striving, you know, and that's what the world teaches. But I have to guard that. I have to be really intentional about guarding from, from overworking. And this is how I believe I've guarded it. Firstly, I get my priorities straight. God, myself, min, uh, family, their ministry, right? And then ruthlessly saying no to things. I used to be such a people pleaser and I had to repent of that. And now I feel like, wow, I can easily say no to things. Just last week, someone invited me out, you know, uh, to a social engagement. I just said straight up, yeah, sorry, can't make it. Apologies, right? I didn't make, I didn't give them a reason. I just said, yep, I can't make it. Although my schedule was actually free. I didn't want to, I, I, I didn't, you don't need to justify yourself to people, you know, and people, I think sometimes feel bad for saying no, especially the social engagements and stuff like that. Um, and they try to, if they don't have an excuse or reason, they have to say yes. I just really believe you have to just, in general, guard your energy levels, guard your family time, guard your self-care. Because people will always have an agenda for your life. And if you live by them, you'll die by them and you'll burn out. So you have to ruthlessly say no. I say no to so many things so I could say yes to God, say yes to myself, say yes to my family. Learning to say no is clear and and getting your priorities right is 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 the most important thing. So God, self and family, you know, interchangeable in different seasons. Obviously, you know, we have a young kid now. Managing myself isn't so easy sometimes, especially around the diet, you know. But in time, things will get easier. Sleep gets easier, all that kind of stuff, right? So you kind of want to reset that and take care of better care of yourself. Every season's different. So this is how I schedule my life. In the mornings right now, I'm going to get up, get breakfast, and usually I'm taking care of Luca to, to feed him, all kind of stuff. I'll drop him off to childcare, and sometimes I, I don't. Sometimes with me, I'll do my quiet time as he plays. I'll get breakfast. I'll come home. I might do a workout if I've got time. If not, I'll do a workout in the afternoon. And then um, at night, I'll pray with my wife, rinse and repeat, and sometimes it's night ministry, all that kind of stuff. I want to guard these things, right? I'm going to guard the non-negotiables in my life, and time with God is non-negotiable. Time with family is non-negotiable. Time for myself is non-negotiable. I really believe this is key. And if those are non-negotiables, you will say yes to things. You will say yes to the priorities. So I know for a lot of young leaders, especially, they say yes to work all the time. They just want to get, you know, get wealthy, um, climb the corporate ladder, or climb some kind of ladder, all that kind of stuff. You have to 
reassess what are your priorities. And if got if you see yourself in your time being, you know, um, prioritized elsewhere, you have to reassess, ask God, and and, and readjust because you will burn out. You'll say yes to too many things, and you'll not take care of yourself. You'll not take t- take seriously your relationship with God, and everything else from there will fall apart. I've been there, so I really pray that that you would really get this: that a spiritual discipline is actually setting good spiritual boundaries, boundaries that um, assess your priorities that are biblical. And so I really hope. That yeah, this podcast speaks to you. Um, I'm always open to feedback. If you can leave a, a rating on 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 your um, particular podcast server, and um, I'd really appreciate it. You can f- email me feedback at a a um, ap spiritual leadership. Uh, sorry, spiritual leadership ap at gmail.com. Sorry, it's in it's in the show notes if I got that wrong. But yeah, love to hear from you. So thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next episode in the new year. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys.